Welcome to another episode of the Prout Rev podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Veda Pragyananda. And today, the title that I've chosen, I want to explain how I chose it, but it's called Problems of Democracy. For people who are a little bit older, they may remember that in the post-war era in the U.S., there used to be a civics course called Problems of Democracy. Basically, it was social studies, and it was about world affairs and current events, things like this. So it was called Problems of Democracy. But today, uh, there's another reason why we this title is relevant, is because it seems that people are questioning the, the future of our democracy and, and the nature of it, the quality of it. And so in this regard, I want to talk about what the progressive utilization theory of PROUD has to say about this. And it's based, of course, on the writings of the originator of Prout, P.R. Sarkar. And when he wrote about this, he was saying that, that if certain conditions are not met, then democracy will become foolocracy. So, yeah. So today, if you look at our situation, it depends on, of course, your perspective. But for many people, um, we've reached that point of foolocracy. So let's uh, look at what um, Prout would say are the, the reasons why we have uh, this kind of dire situation. Basically, and also another, another thing which I want to, before I get, jump into that discussion, is that there is a distinction now between, a very important distinction between political democracy and economic democracy. So economic democracy is something which, and we were also we have to do a very big uh, exploration into this question because economic democracy means the democracy that you have pertaining to your your livelihood, your economic matters in your workplace. Do you have democracy there, and um, uh, your region uh, is is your democracy there? Uh, how does that work out? So. We have to look at that in another time, but but e economic democracy, in fact, is maybe more important than political democracy. But we'll discuss that also in the next or future episodes. But political democracy becomes fullocracy when certain basic conditions are not met, and the first one is that the necessities of life have to be guaranteed to to people. If the, if the people don't have their basic necessities, then democracy becomes a sham. Because in many countries, parties even buy the votes. They will, they would take, in underdeveloped countries, they would take a big truck of blankets and goods out to a village, distribute them, and then people tell people to, to vote for, for them, and, and they get their votes that way. And of course, in the, in the uh, developed countries, there's a more sophisticated means of, uh, of, of using those economic disadvantages to the advantage of the, of the party that's seeking votes. But really, a, a firm economic base of economic livelihood is really one of the essentials for a proper democracy, a political democracy. But there are certain other conditions which which are even more important or just as important is that we need a qualified electorate 
and of course, from that electorate, we need qualified candidates. So remember, you know, a recent U.S. president said, I am not a crook, and turned out he was a crook. So if we're going to uh, settle for that standard of, of governance, then we have to address uh, some basic questions or basic issues. So according to Sarkar and according to the, what we at Proud talk about, is that the education must be one of the the essentials that you, the electorate has to be an educated one, a literate one, and also that's also another problem in especially underdeveloped countries that illiterate people and people who are not really educated, uh, they're easily swayed and, 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 and their vote will be cast in a way that can be um, you know, to the advantage of, of a demagogue. So when people are educated, that, that helps. But mere education, mere literacy is also not the only thing that matters. And here's another aspect. The people also must be educated as to their socio and economic awareness. They must know a little bit about governance, about how the economics works, how the system works. And in fact, in the U.S. today, you know, the, um, there are some conservatives or some people are, you know, against the new, newly um, naturalized citizens. Those naturalized, newly naturalized citizens have to pass a, a test, and they know the three branches of government. That, the Constitution and many things, even some of the elected leaders probably don't know some of those things. So in the future, you know, we will have to see that that the the electorate really knows. Of course, a politician can say anything. The politician can talk about, I'm going to lower the taxes. Well, what does that mean? You know, and they talk about balanced budget and inflation and deflation, and people don't even know what those terms really mean and what, what the implications are. So how can they make decisions based on that? So there should be a proper socioeconomic awareness, and this would, if there was, this has to be provided by an education system that is nonpartisan, but really uh, expansive and fair, and will educate people so that they can know how to choose from the, and separate the, the fact from fiction. And there's another important quality that has to be met by the, the electorate. So now, the pres that former president said he was not a crook, but if 51% of the people have a loose morality, then we can, we can elect people with loose morality. And I won't make any um, observations now, but you can observe for yourself. So morality, basic morality, has to be part of the uh, of the standard of the society. So you get what, what goes in, what comes out. If, you, if we have an electorate that is not really, doesn't have firm morals, then they will uh, have no um, qualms about electing somebody who also has those same um, defects. So we have to raise the standard of, of morality in the society. There's no small task. I, I'm not saying that it's gonna be easy. And even in fact, even to get that standard of people, it depends on a, a better mass media, a better education system. It's not just something that we can uh, change in an instant, in an eye flash, you know, flash your eyes and open them and close them, and then voila, we have the new um, era. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a little bit of work. 
But now here's this one other important factor um, in what we would recommend for a, a proper functioning political democracy, and there should not be political parties. Let people run on their own merits of their, their own standard. And the merits, what should be the merits, you know, that we should select people on? Their, their record of, of service to the community, that should be the record. Not, you know, they were a lawyer and then they were elected and, and they were politicians for lifetime politicians, but what did they do for their communities? So people who did social work, people who, who helped people in, in times of need, who, who rallied people, who, who were exemplary in that regard. Those people are really the ones who have the, the good record. But let people, all people should stand on their record, whether, whether, whether in public life and private life, whatever their record is, whether um, we should do that. I, it's a little bit more work. I know it's easier to just, um, you, vote, you vote for a party. But if you vote for a party, then we get all the, the defects of, of party rule, which we see today. And another thing about the, all these candidates, they should publish their platform. It should be in black and white what they, they stand for. And if they don't follow that, they should be subject to recall so this is the um, concept of, of democracy that we would like to see in a, in a system you know, in the future. Because today, now we can come back to the situation of what it is today, you have two parties, but both parties represent really fundamentally one approach to uh, economics and politics, and that's basically the prevailing capitalist system. So earlier I mentioned in the very beginning about you know the, these courses called Problems of Democracy and, and the Social Studies classes of the, of the um, post-war era. So I was once in one of those classes, and my teacher said to me, okay, she, he said, which system is better, our, our system or what they have in the Soviet Union? So I raised my hand, you know, smart aleck as I was, and I said, oh, our system is clearly better because we have elections. And then my teacher counted, but they have elections in the Soviet Union. And then smart aleck that I was, even more, I said, yeah, but in those elections, everyone is a communist. Um, you know, so, so what is the, the choice? Everyone is part of the, that communist party or, or they're communists. I don't know if I mentioned the distinction of party or just their beliefs. So if my teacher had been really on the ball, he should have said to me, yes, but... In the, in the United States, everyone represents capitalism. So, in fact, you know, remember recently um, Nancy Pelosi once said, we're all capitalists. So everybody in the um, prevailing system represents basically the same approach to economics and um, society and politics. And moreover, all of them are, um, they, they agree on, on militarism and you know, the huge um, defense or so-called offense budgets, really what they are, armaments budgets. And so you don't get that much um, difference. And, you know, it's kind of like a if you would go to an ice cream stand and um, they're serving soft ice cream. So in one, uh, this one spigot, they turn out a white one. It's called vanilla. And another one, there's a, a brown one. It's called chocolate. But really, you know, the main ingredients are 
milk and sugar. They're basically the same. And then there's a little flavoring difference. And our political parties, at least from my perspective, represents those two flavors of ice cream. They're not that much different. So that is the, the dilemma of people who are change-minded, who really want to see. We, we want to really change the system. We want to uh, make some new things. We want to do some new things. And, um, and so in this situation, <clears throat> what should progressives do? Yeah, what people who of this nature, you can look at the both parties and, and say they're, um, they're very bad, you know, in, in that respect. It, of course, some people may say they're very good, you know, it depends on your, your perspective, um, which depends also on your social status, your economic status. If you're a member of the 1%, then you certainly don't want to rock the boat because um, you're getting all the, the gravy now. So what should a thinking person do in this situation? Um, difficult question that I won't answer for you, but I'll tell you that there are some people who are um, very radical, like um, Angela Davis, who's a, um, uh, Noam Chomsky, or the, the cutting-edge radicals. They say that they're going to vote for the, um, the Joe Biden um, because of, as a lesser of uh, two evils, because this time the evil seems more evil than usual. Um, some people say no, it's no difference. Um, if you, you know, people who look at it from the, the defects of the, um, the parties, and also one other defect of, of the both parties uh, we have to mention, very important uh, thing is that both parties are beholden to powerful economic interests. The, the votes. Everything is bought. All the candidates are bought. Nobody can run. For, you can't run for any kind of office well without millions and billions of dollars. And some candidates have broken this, and, and most people get the billions and millions of dollars from wealthy donors. Now, some candidates of late um, have broken with this model, and they're getting public backing, or you know, from small people through fund crowdfunding and means like this. But but really, basically, the political system. Is, is beholden to the uh, economic structure. And, and so that's why the political system is really not as even as important as the, as the economic structure, which has to be changed. So in the future, we're going to look at how to change that economic structure and how to bring about economic democracy. But even when that day comes, when we have economic democracy and a functioning um, and a strong pro public sector and and things like this will need good governance. And to get that good governance, some of these um, prescriptions, which I've outlined here, that how we can have a qualified electorate and candidates, will have to be um, implemented. And if we can do that, and we can have a proper economic system and a proper political system, then the society will be... Um, greatly improved, and certainly there will not be any kind of oligarchy or kleptocracy or foolocracy, but it will be the, the, um, the administration of, of wise people and honest people and socially caring people, and we will have a, a functioning economic democracy and a functioning political democracy. So these are my two cents on the matter, and what you have to do in November or any of the future, November's courses on, it's your conscience, but keep this all in mind 
and think about it. And you can look at our on our websites, um, proutalliance.org or prout.info. There's a lot of information about our concept of, of politics and economy. And I also recommend the various books that we have on sale in both of these places. And look at them and think about them and discuss them. So in any case, thanks for listening. And if you're not already a subscriber on the proutalliance.org website, there's a subscription option, and you can just press that and you'll be notified of all future podcasts. So I highly recommend that. And if you think this is a valuable um, service, then tell your friends about it too, because we would like to spread this message widely. So that's all for today, and thank you very much. And also, last point, if you have any questions or comments, please send them in to us, and we appreciate that. So thank you, and until the next time, be well.